This episode is brought to you by BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code TMS. You just pay $5 shipping. Coming up on TMS, mist is liquid dust. I hope they were pasties. Entertaining butthole. You took my banana. You ate my termites. There's even white guys on the team. This is my walking around Oscar. Doggerito effigy on a raft of Oreos. Uh... <laughs> Are you glad you got that? That one. I'm so glad I got that one. Charles Manson, you know, the dude from the 60s. Laziest preacher tongue. And more on this episode. Oh, sorry, I forgot the other people. Sorry, therapy Thursday. therapy Thursday and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Let the sky fall when it crumbles. Now that sounds like nuclear warfare to me. Imagine trying to keep a guy like this in jail. This is the morning stream, and we're gonna need a bigger boat. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to the morning stream. It is TMS for October 10th, 2019. Scott here, Brian there. Hello, Brian. Good morning. Hello, Scott. Good morning back at you. Thanks. So, you guys uh, usually get your weather before us. Yeah, usually. So I, I must ask you, mm. um, Are you experience, did you experience a blizzard recently? No, no blizzard, but we had really cold temperatures yesterday, and there were a couple of flurries downtown, I'm told. But uh, gotcha. very cold. Okay. It was like 38 degrees all day or something. It was crazy. It is uh, coming down. Basically, I got up at about 6 o'clock this morning, looked outside. There was nothing. The roads may be a little bit wet, but really nothing beyond mm-hmm. that. Sure. I'm looking at my, uh, and that was three hours ago. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at my outside camera, and it is, uh, there's maybe an inch and a half, two inches on top of Tristan's car already. Oh, my gosh. Like it has turned from nothing into everything. That's a lot of snow, actually. I'm surprised. I thought you'd say, oh, yes. well, it's just coming down, but it's melting as it hits. But, yeah, it sounds like it's sticking a little bit. That's no good. Yeah. No, it's... Uh, First snow of the year, dude. How do you feel about that? Yeah. Yeah? Uh, I'm not ready, but okay, <laughs> fine, whatever. <laughs> Can't control Ugh. that weather, can you? Nothing you can do about it. No, exactly. Everybody, everybody talks about it, but nobody ever does anything about it. Yeah. we. Uh, so, so we don't know what happened here because it was like 78 the day before. Wonderful day. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. 78 degrees Fahrenheit and then suddenly 38 all day yesterday cold as hell super weird and then today is also a little cold but by tomorrow it's supposed to be like back up to 65 70 or something for a few days so maybe we're sending pretty, that on its way to, to you. what we had yeah yeah we it was yesterday or yesterday it was yesterday it was 80 degrees yesterday afternoon like around 3 p.m <laughs> 80 something people walk around shorts t-shirts whatever yeah and then at about 7 8 p.m wind and the cold came in it was a 50 degree swing uh over the course of like three hours it just seems so wrong when that happens i don't like it, it no sir i don't yeah. no, i don't like it one bit yeah all yeah. right well hopefully you don't have to do any removal that would be no good right you don't want to go out no, and it looks like it. i'm looking at the sidewalks and there's a little dusting on there there's not a lot of accumulation because it was so warm that you know anything that lands on the sidewalks is pretty much melting right away yeah it feels like last year we had no snow until November, late November. And I don't know why that mm-hmm. was. Or but I, Certainly there's been years where October, early October had stuff, but it's 
been a long yeah, time. It feels like we got it late. We got it late also last year. Yeah, yeah no, no. It's weird. Yeah, the it's crazy. Plan- the planet is dying, says Sidian. <laughs> wow. Well done. End Jeez, times. Harsh. End oh, times. What's the point of even going on? Yeah, what, oh. what are we even doing here? What is this show about yeah. anymore? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> uh, no, we're doing a show, and we're going to have fun with it because humanity right. needs a good morning show, and that's why we started this low eight years ago or whatever it's been. Eight? That's right. Let's see. Nine, nine, nine. Uh, eight almost plus, eight. yeah. 20, we were starting in February 2011, so yep. Yep. we're uh, eight years and eight months. Yeah, think of that. That's pretty crazy. Think of that. Yeah. Some kid was born. And is now almost nine years old. I love, I love that your equation of figuring out eight years, <laughs> what eight years is like, is to say a kid that was born is now eight years old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's eight years. Yeah, or some scrubby, scrubby college kid started med school and is almost done. That'd be that's a little bit better. Like I like that that thought. Like uh, uh, something that that does have a usual finite amount of time, like a, a tenure in college. Oh man, you know somebody. Somebody starting their residency or their uh, their medical college and now is able to leave and become a resident. Yep. All look at it this way. Since we've been doing this, wait, is that right? Yeah. Let me think for a second. Yeah. Since we've been doing this, we the entirety of the MCU universe has played out except for Iron Man and technically that first Hulk movie. Think of that. Yeah, but you can't. And that first Hulk movie wasn't. Uh, they count it though, don't oh, they? Oh, 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 yeah, not the Eric Bana one. No, right, no, the, that was like oh three. Yeah. That was forever ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. So in 08, you had you had Iron Man and the Hulk. Hmm. In ten, you had Iron Man two, and I think okay, so we had two Iron yeah, Men. So those both of those were both both before us, yeah. Right, but we so we had two Iron Men, one Hulk, but that's the mm-hmm. entirety of the MCU that's that it. we had at that point. That's right. That's yep. crazy. All right, well, that's crazy. We, oh, it was Thor was yeah, May Thor of 2011, was, uh, so that was after we started, though. So that was after we started. So Thor uh, was our first, the first TMS Marvel uh, MCU crossover yep. event. Yeah, our first and real by crossing over. We talked about it here. Our first, <laughs> our first Mjolnir uh, happened that year. Yes. Right. Anyway, <laughs> our first Mjolnir. We'll yes. do something fun next February or whenever it is that we hit our. Uh, ninth, and then we'll do it again when we do our tenth. It's just a fun thing to do. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. So look, look at this here. I got a couple things to say. One, Brian was absolutely right about sound and fury. That is a rad thing. Uh, Isn't that cool? Yeah, it's super cool. I don't even know, oh, man. It's it's in that trend of uh, what they did with the Love, Death, and Robots thing. It's like this. Yes. Just very odd, Love, Death, and Robots. Liquid television esque sort of. A little uh, gorilla, a little animatrix. Yeah. A little, uh, old heavy stuff. metal. Oh, I love that stuff so much. So, yeah, more of that, please, and don't ever stop. And also, just that weird combo of—I mean, I know he's country technically, but it's a different kind of country. Yeah, it's this not is the definitely same. not a country album. Like, it is very. There's some techno elements. There's lots of rock and roll. That that song, uh, "Sing Along," my favorite one on the the, the album. And it's also where, so like right where you start seeing the naked geisha girls dancing, which is a oh. really weird like three minute. <laughs> Dance yeah, the dance video. is really odd. I assume they're all wearing those. All look like pasties to me, so it didn't seem too terrible. But if they yeah, well, were, it's also the cartoon. So yeah, it was also a cartoon. Plus, <laughs> plus, they, <laughs> plus they were. I mean, if they, I hope they were pasties because they were the size of like a salami slice, they were like these great big, yeah, pepper, well, pepperoni nipples. I'm just and they saying. all look the same, so it looked like it might have been a uniform. Yeah, it could. 
<laughs> cartoon uniform. It certainly wasn't armor. It wasn't body armor, I'll say that. Right, right. But I, I like how all the weird segments kind of tied together um, yeah. you know, in, in odd ways. It's just a freaking cool thing. So you should that see it. That first one that's all 3D, 3D animated, that, the very first song that just pulls you into this whole world building thing of this uh, mm-hmm. this car driving into the city. It's like, okay, I want I want more of that. I want that. Uh, I mean, all the animation's great, but I want more of that cool 3D. Yeah, just tell me, just uh, finish telling me that story. I want a whole movie around it. That's what I want. Yeah, exactly. And I want to know more about that disgusting dude blowing purple smoke (laughs) in people's faces. I want to know more about the big fat guy next to him who I think is the blonde guy from the earlier stories. He just got all fat in the future or whatever. Like, are they? I think so. uh, uh, The revenge story is probably my favorite one. Um, uh-huh. where the guy comes and finds the village all torn to pieces and those guys ended up blowing everybody's head off. It was just a cool sequence. It was really good. You guys need to see it. Yeah. Brian recommended it and you all went, yeah, maybe, and you put it on a list. I'm telling you right now, don't yeah, maybe that one. <laughs> like, go yeah, do and it. it's a quick watch. It's like 45 minutes or an hour or something. Yeah. It's uh, Sound and Fury, Sturgill Simpson on Netflix. Yeah, don't let the name Sturgill Simpson scare you off like it's some old man on a bench who wants to tell you a story because it does sound like that That's kind right. of name. But uh, that dude just rocks it in this thing. It's so yeah, cool. Yeah, it really does. All right, yeah. so there's that. And then, uh, I feel like not a huge surprise to anybody, but uh, Fleabag is as good as they all say it is. I'm shocked how good that show is. Um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, she's a, she's a treasure. She's amazing. I, no, see, I haven't seen any of Fleabag yet. It's on, it's on my list to watch alone because Tina watched it and said, um, yeah, not for me. Really, I'm surprised. Yeah, I am too because we, we both love killing eve which is her other her other show not as much of a comedy but no. still has dark comedy elements right she is amazing but. in this like it is so freaking it's as good as everybody says not for the kids everybody the uh, subject matter's mm-hmm. a little you know out there uh i would say uh this is uh, does how does tina feel about um uh barry she like barry or no has she seen Barry? She is uh, she she does watch she did watch Barry and she's like it's almost too much for me. <laughs> I think that this is a lot like Barry. Uh, yeah, is it okay? Right. I mean, yeah, it's not that, that it's not sense, it's totally. not Barry in the sense that people are getting killed or shot in the head or any of that stuff. It's Barry in the sense that it's a new kind of comedy that's biting and mm-hmm. hard sometimes to hear, but then kind of heartfelt later. Like it's a. It's a really interesting fourth wall breaking thing. And I don't usually like fourth wall winking at the camera kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something about it here is 100% not only works, but is uh, is something I actually look forward to every episode. I like I like mm-hmm. that stuff in here. It's very, That's very cool. good. I think it's really good and, and deserves all that praise and the awards uh, she got and stuff because it's it's great. And it's also if you like British stuff, it's like a, the most British thing ever. Yeah, um, that's what I hear. All right, it'll it'll be on my list. Uh, I'm on the fourth episode of Mindhunter. Yeah, which I'm really enjoying. But mm-hmm. I, you know, it's uh, it's my before bed watch, and if I start feeling tired at all, I, I I shut it off and go to sleep because I don't want to fall asleep while I watch it. Right, it's the kind of thing you need to pay attention. Exactly. Do you want to know why <laughs> I had a woman's head in a duffel bag? <laughs> oh no, you're good at that guy. <laughs> Oh no, that's bad. You guys, we have a new impression in the. I suppose you're asking me if I would like a slice of pizza. (laughs) Ah, that guy's so good. He's really good. He's so good. Is this season one you're in or two? 
Still season one. Yeah, okay. just just getting started. Basically. I was just going to ask if you got to, um, I can't think of his name all of a sudden. The the dude from the 60s, freaking Ma- Charles Manson. I was worried. Oh, I was Charles afraid. Manson? No. Yeah. Uh-uh. All right. Nope. You get We're to still, him. Season still two. dealing with Ed Kemper. Yeah, Ed Kemper, will, you'll be dealing with him for a while. He's a butthole. Yeah. That's fine. That's uh, fine. I mean, it's he's fine. A, yeah. He's, he's an entertaining butthole. But he is yeah. the most perfectly cast. I went down a deep rabbit hole about the actual Ed Kemper. He's just that guy. Yeah. He just plays him. Is he really 100%. like dead on? Wow. Oh, oh my gosh. I've heard interviews with the other guy. It's same voice, same look, huh. same height and size, like all that stuff. Just <laughs> he freaking nailed wow. it. Anyway, so there's that. So That's two cool. really great things I got to kind of fiddle with while I was on yeah. the, the treadmill. Uh, I did a two-a-day yesterday, and again this morning, I'm super pooped and a little uh, tired and headachey because I quit sugar. Uh, uh, that is to say, junk. Like I don't. There's no more pop in my life. No more candy. We're done. Now, didn't the doctor say not to just cold turkey it to taper, or was that something? No, no, else no. Just that... said don't, don't like suddenly stop eating. That's right. Food. Okay, yeah. Just right, right, right. you know, eat normal right. meals. Like don't eat, don't go crazy yes. and go. There will not be an ounce of sugar in anything. Like not like that. <laughs> but get your. Okay, sh- I just want to your- make sure that you're not going to you know cause new problems. No, by no, no. Fixing the old ones. They okay. were like, eat lots of you know fr- apples and pears and fruit for your sugar needs, and get your oh, get yes. your good healthy meals, and don't eat potato chips and freaking, you know, don't graze on a dry bowl of sugar cereal like I just sometimes or do. Or a giant bag of gummy bears or something. Right. I'm supposed to, that, those are the things. It's the grazing I'm really supposed to watch out for. But yeah. uh, when you cut that stuff out, when you're talking about unnatural sugars or processed sugars, it's like a little bit of a hangover. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. a couple yeah. of days we are like, brr. I have been doing carrots. Carrots have been my hot new thing. Been, cool. eating, been eating carrots like they're going out of style. <laughs> Got a call from Bugs Bunny's lawyer. He's all pissed. They're gonna cease and desist. I'm eating carrots. Mm-mm, good. That's awesome. I do the uh, I do the apple. I every uh, every day at about two p.m. Go upstairs, grab an apple out of the fridge. I get we have a little uh, one of these little pressed down core things that splits it into slices. Yeah, I like it. I like, I like the slices. Yeah. And uh, that's my afternoon kind of uh, little snack. Just kind of tide me over. Uh, Tina's been buying. You remember we had that thing with uh, Dunaway the. Double Real, where we talked about different kinds of apples. Oh yeah, Honeycrisp versus whatever, whatever. Exactly, yeah. yeah. She's been buying uh, jazz apples, which I'd never heard of before, and I'm wondering if the difference between a regular apple and a jazz apple is the same as the difference between a regular cigarette and a jazz cigarette. Oh, interesting. I hope the difference is that on a jazz apple, you choke during the fourth quarter, and your only year you're going to ever win a ring. I hope that's what it does. Oh, that's good too. Well done. Yes. Yeah, I hope that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, no, I've never had one. I'll try it though, because I'm all into the apples right now. But Honeycrisp is kind of my go-to. I really like a good, yeah, crispy, I love Honeycrisp. Sweet. Yeah. J- jazz is pretty close to the to the Honeycrisp. All right, I'll try it. Will I feel jaunty and jazzy and upbeat when I'm you'll, done? You'll hold it and you'll go. <sighs> <laughs> all right, take a slice in each hand. <laughs> That's right. Yes, right. jazz hands. All right, <laughs> great. I'm looking forward to that very much. Uh, we got an email from Jeff Sire again up there in Can- Canada. Love um, getting an email from Jeff Sire. He's great. Bronco. Good old Bronco. Yep. Riding his cool Harley looking motorbikes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking like someone who could kill you, but is the nicest guy you've ever met. <laughs> uh, Jeff wrote in. Uh, he's from Ontario. And he says this. PSA to TMS listeners. The rugby, the rugby World Cup is on. Try it out. It's awesome. Uh, he then goes on to say, and this is 
not from yesterday, but a few days ago. So I don't know what's going on with that cup okay. right now, but it, yeah, I sure. haven't paid attention. Anyway, I'm a little bummed out. Canada lost 63-0 to zero to New Zealand, but let's face it. That's like fighting Mike Tyson at his prime and getting knocked out for five seconds. Sad? Yes. Surprised? <laughs> not really. Plus, the New Zealand's, uh, sorry, plus New Zealand starts the match doing the haka. Uh, I'd have to hang on to my buddies to keep from running away, too. <laughs> so go New Zealand, get a hockey team together, it. and it'll be a different story. So it's just his little... Uh, have you have you seen video, by the way, of the uh, of New Zealand team doing the haka before... Uh, I mean, I've seen uh, another. Match. I've seen other mat- games where people are doing it, but not these rugby games. Yeah, I mean, it's like you know, like the whole Maori, like like the whole. Uh, it's intense. It is. It is intense. I'm yes. gonna play one here. Let me play a taste of it. This is uh, from the 2011 World Cup, but okay. And now the All Blacks just waiting for the French to peel off the tracksuits. Okay, here we go. Stand in front of them. <laughs> And receive the challenge of the Hucket. They're going to go nuts here. I can just feel it. They're all looking super serious. They've all thrown their hats down. There's even white guys on this team, but it doesn't matter. They're pretty stoked. (laughs) There are white guys on the team that's called the All Blacks. I don't know. Weird, right? I don't understand. Very weird. Okay, I'm going to skip ahead because it seems like it's not It's just funny that, like, you know... We don't get this at uh, with like American football or something where the two teams get out on the field and. <laughs> yeah, we have nothing like this. A, I know. I would love this. We get the national anthem. That's lame. All right, here you go. Here we go. Yeah. Ooh, scary. Yeah. All right, come on, guys. Get, it's all get about touching your uh, chin with your tongue too. Yeah, is it like is. A big thing about it. Seems to be. Looking, looking like you're just gonna kill the other team with your eyes. <laughs> Man, what is this tongue thing? The tongue thing is weird. That's a weird part of it. You know? Yeah. Like, why are they doing that for? Put that tongue back. <laughs> Nobody needs that in their lives. Anyway, I guess go to New Zealand and sorry, Canada. And also, I don't even know if it's still going. Is it still going? So maybe the chat room knows? Oh, probably. It... <laughs> probably, yeah. I have no idea. Uh, are we... If uh... it's, you know, if it's anything like the World Series, it goes on forever, right? It's, uh... That's a good point. About World Cup. Let's see, World. Yeah, I was just looking at the same thing here. Rugby. Because there's two World Cup. Well, there's lots of World Cups, but yeah, we want the Rugby World Cup. Yeah. Let's see. Pick your Scotland. Oh yeah, still going. Okay. New Zealand and Italy are going to play tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Australia and Georgia are going to play uh, tomorrow as well. Uh, let's not, see. Not, uh, Ireland versus Samoa. That's cool. You'll all want to get out on the pitch. We're about to start the game. <laughs> oh, wow. It's going on for a whole month, uh, Baton216 says. Uh, November 2nd is uh, is one of them. Rugby's, so, Rugby's fun to watch. Those guys are brutal, man. Yeah. 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 I haven't done it in a while. I mean, watched it. I never played it, but I'd love to, <laughs> we'd love to watch it. You guys won't believe this, but like in my, I don't know, my 20s, every uh, other every other night at nine o'clock, I played basketball with a bunch of guys for like four mm-hmm. hours, and then every Saturday, wow. I played at least one game of touch football. We didn't tackle, but we played touch football at a local field with those same bunch of guys. And I did this for like for years. If I went wow. out there this right was, now, uh... if I did it now, I'd be dead. I'd yeah. die. Yeah, <laughs> snap in half after the first uh, toss. Is that uh, when was this? Like college or post college? When, when during all this? that period, I would have been. It would have been from like twenty to 
see, I was married for some of it. Hmm. I was probably 26 or 27 when it stopped being regular and started mm-hmm. being real. No. Uh, it, started, <laughs> it stopped being all the time, but then um, there was still like a lot of basketball on the weekends and stuff. We'd just go to a gym and play. I mean, I used to, I used to be a lot more active that way. Um, and sure. I destroyed my ankle one time because I played with I, I was it was like a pickup game and it was in the warehouse of this place I worked and we're like let's play and I'm like oh all right fine and I'm wearing these big leather kind of German looking boots and bad shoes on a bad surface really oh. really bad idea such a bad idea yeah. and I regret it but I came down on a guy's foot just felt this horrible cracking burning sound oh. and it oh. and it burned like a mother scratcher. And I just laid there in agony for so long. And it turned out it didn't break, but it tore all the ligaments that I had. <laughs> and so they had to... And then I bled all up internally. So <laughs> there was blood from my toe. You could see this big purple bruise from my toe up to above my knee. Yeah. And it was above my knee. So they actually had to have me elevated all the time. I could barely stand on anything. Like It was awful. Freaking awful. And that's about the time I stopped. <laughs> oh. That's when I kind of keep doing that. Anyway, good times, everybody. Good times. Thanks, Jeff, for your email. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I know. Okay. I've made your day. Yeah, so everybody go watch rugby. Yeah, go watch rugby. (laughs) With that that in mind, listen for the bone-crunching sounds on your big screen 4K TV. (laughs) Do it today. This is your radio newscaster with another exclusive sensational summary of world and local events. We are going to do the news, and it is brought to you by... The first team entry for America's Next Top Podcaster Science Week has just been posted or got posted yesterday. Go listen and expect another one today from Forest Bench Wizard Blast. Oh, right. Now they have yes. these, these, these wackety names now. Well, they did before, too. But, they, yeah. Yes. Do you like yeah, You remember the uh, podcasters and, uh, um, oh, what were some of the other team names we had in season one? I Shoot. I don't remember either. Um, Du- uh, Ruth Badger Ginsburg's. All right. Uh, the Dubious Rascals. No, that's not one. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember that one. The Feral uh, Potato Heads. The okay. Feral Cats, yes. Yeah. <laughs> they are pretty good. Um, yeah, it's The uh, Aching Tendons. We are getting. Anyway, a- America's next top. Uh, oh, yeah, four Yanks and a uh, three Yanks and a Nazi. Oh, right. Yes, of course. Right. Yeah, duh. How could we forget? Gosh, Gidget would be so mad if we forgot that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, so go check it out. America's next top podcaster.com. Do it. Been a really fun season so far, with a lot of ups and downs. By the way, I've, I've noticed. Yes, yes, a lot of surprises. A lot yeah. of uh, very uh, weird. We've had a missing jury twice, except once we had clips, so that's made it. We had audio only jury. Yeah, that was that was odd. I think he's mm-hmm. back Monday though, right? Isn't he back? He's back it? this Monday, and uh, he'll be back. Well, people won't hear this episode for a couple weeks, but uh, he'll be back with his arch nemesis, Matt Flanagan who wrote for uh, David Letterman, uh, wrote the top 10 list for David Letterman for years. <laughs> and if you guys don't know why that's a ma- or why that's even a thing, Nerdtacular 2015, we had our uh, Frog Pants All-Stars, which Brian ran and hosted. And yep. there was some controversy because... A little bit of a kerfuffle because unbeknownst to me, Matt Flanagan wrote for David Letterman. And one of my rounds was a finish this top 10 list <laughs> yep and matt flanagan was at nerdtacular 2015 as a contestant for one of the teams and jury was on the opposite right. team and they yes. were not him and schwood were not having it man they were yes, up in exactly. arms it was a little little bit upset about it and what's funny is matt didn't do that well with that round 
No, he did kind of terrible on that round. He did, yeah. Like all of that concern went out the window because he just right. Wasn't He'd that kind great. of forgotten about uh, anyway. Yeah. yeah. So, so I'm excited to see what happens Monday, and people will, will get to hear that in a couple of weeks. I'm sure it won't come up at all. I'm sure there'll be no mention of it. It'll just. Oh, I'm sure. I'm get, sure. Yeah, it'll just go past as if nothing happened. <laughs> um. All right. Here's a fun, fun one. This is one I would. <laughs> this would freak me out. A hot yeah. tub exhibit was linked to 124 cases of Legionnaire's disease at the Mountain State Fair. Mm. State uh, Health Department and Human Services of where is this? This is, was this here? North Carolina. Oh, no, okay. Asheville, just south of Asheville, North Carolina. So the Davis Center, we have one like that, named that. Yeah. Anyway. I um, imagine uh, Sacramento has one too, something called the Davis Center. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it says here, uh, the Department of Health and Human Services, uh, 124 cases of Legionnaire's disease and Pontiac fever. I just got to get me a Pontiac. I know. Is My, uh, I used to drive a 1973 Pontiac fever. Man, that thing, <laughs> that was a great car. The Pontiac fever. Get yours this fall. <laughs> Pontiac even a thing anymore? They're gone, right? They're gone. Yeah, they're gone. I mean, they're still GM, but they don't do Pontiac anymore. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, they contracted this at the Mountain State Fair and are likely linked to this hot tub exhibit at the event. One person has died so far due to the outbreaks. Pretty serious stuff. Yikes. Public officials there say no indication of ongoing exposure after the fair, which ran September uh, 6th through 15th at the Western North Carolina Agricultural Center, Center in Fletcher, South Ashenvale. Or Ashvale, sorry. Ashenvale. Mm-hmm. This isn't World of Warcraft. Um, <laughs> preliminary findings indicate that people who were diagnosed with Legionnaire's disease were much more likely to have visited the Davis Center while at the fair and much more likely to have walked by the hot tub displays compared to people who did not get sick. All they right? had so to the do was thing- walk past it. They didn't even have to get in. Right. That's what I was, you initially you see this headlines like, oh my God, well, what, what fool is going to get in a hot tub display at a state fair and think that they're not going to get sick? no. All you had to do is just walk by this display. They probably didn't even have a um, a way for people to get in and try it. I'll bet you it was just like, no, we've just got water running in here, and you can put your hands in the water and feel how hot the hot tub is. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah. like and we People have, walked by and just got Legionnaire's disease from walking by. We have a big hot tub company here called Bullfrog, and they often do this. They'll, they'll display it at events and things like that. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know you could get this sort of stuff from... No, I didn't either. Just being there. I mean, what's that about? That's just insane. You figure, all right, cruise ship, easy enough. You know, you get that, you're nice, confined space. But this is like a state fair. You're thinking, all right, well, I should be okay to to not get Legionnaire's disease by walking by an exhibit. Holy cow. Yeah. It makes me uh, wonder how I didn't, like, we had a hot tub for years um, at the old house where, you've seen it, you've been there. it's yeah. the one that Randy and I were in for that episode of The Instance at one time. <laughs> yes. It's it's famous for a lot of dumb things. Like when we had Nerdtaculars, like there were a few people like Reggie and I think Jeff and a couple others. Just as soon as they got to the house, they were in that freaking hot tub. They were just so excited right. to get in there. Right. And every time I cleaned the hot tub, it was the grossest experience of my life because the things that would like coagulate in the vents and in the pump and in the stuff. With the filter. Yeah. Horrifying. <laughs> it's so bad it would shake you to your core brian <laughs> it, it, it really would and it was so bad that i had uh there there was a point where i was just like i cannot get rid of this thing soon enough and it turns out the move did it for us because we're like well we're just leaving this we're not taking this yeah yeah it became a 
just became a uh, a feature, a uh, a selling point. And I cleaned it a lot. I was out there cleaning that thing quite quite often. So we took care of it. It's just, man. And the more the more cling or the more cling on the more cling. <laughs> <laughs> the more Klingon you have in your uh, <laughs> your hot tub is without honor. Um, the more chlorine you would smell meant the worse things were because it was that the right. smell of chlorine is the sm- is the smell of killing germs. And if it's, oh really? So when yeah. you got so the chlorine is uh, chlorine itself doesn't smell as bad as it does when it's actually working when it's like. Correct. That was my experience. Oh wow! Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Now somebody may want to counter that, but I think that's what that's what I noticed. Or, or let's put it this way: the chlorine yeah. had kind of a clean, less caustic smell before you put it in, sure. and then when you sure. put it in, suddenly it would become nightmarishly sort of acrid. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's why you don't go into the hot tubs and hotels, okay. Houdini Seven. You're right. You totally don't. It's so <laughs> gross. Yeah. No. Exactly. It's yeah. so gross, dude. Unless you're a crazy neighbor and you've had a lot to drink, that's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> sure, why not? Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, it says people who are diagnosed with a Legionnaire's disease also more likely to have visited this thing. Um, it says here, let's see, these early findings from an ongoing study comparing information gathered through surveys of people who are diagnosed with Legionnaires with similar information gathered from people who attended the fair but did not get sick. So they're doing a whole study about it. Like, who got sick and how? I feel like... I feel like Legionnaire's disease is one of those diseases that's right for a, for a name change. Mm. It just sounds too, it sounds ideal. Like, oh, I've got the Legionnaires. Ooh, welcome Ooh. to the Legionnaires. <laughs> is Legionnaire's but, disease uh, incurable? I mean, what is, I don't even know what it is. Is it viral? Uh, uh, no, it's curable, but it's, it's. Uh, I think it takes a while. And uh, the elderly are very, like, much more at risk because of lower immune systems. Probably kids are as well. Let's see. Uh, shortness of breath, fever, muscle pain, cough, headaches. Two to ten days after exposure is when you'll get it. Ba- okay, it's bacteria of the Legionella type spread by contaminated mist. Okay, so that's why some Lon was saying in the chat, it's usually a dust thing. Well, this is just liquid dust then is what they were breathing in. Right, contaminated mist. Yeah. Your risk Jeez. factors go up if you're older. Have a history of smoking, have chronic lung disease, or a poor immune system. Mm-hmm. Mm. Prevention, good maintenance of water systems. So there you go. There you go. Maintain that water. Yeah. Uh, they treat it with antibiotics. <laughs> Has a 10% risk of death, death, so it's pretty low death rate. But. Do you like the, the title that Dice Tomato just submitted is Mist is Liquid Dust, just like you just said, but call it, separating it out, Mist is Liquid Dust. It's pretty good. It's really true. Yeah. That might be a title, Dice Tomato, at the end of the day. It might be. Might be. We'll have to see. There's still lots of show left. Uh-huh. If you guys pay attention to Jeannie, she posts the link once in a while about how to vote for your titles during the show, and then we might use it or more. Uh, we may use it for the the body of our intro. You never know. That's right. Winner, winner, chicken right. dinner, like you just said, <laughs> which I have, by the way. Check this out. Hold on. A ch- chicken dinner? No, I've been using this. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. I've been using that lately for things i'm gonna use it here <laughs> wasn't there there was a star trek thing or something that we had another clip of or it was a film sack movie winner winner chicken dinner oh what was like that, that from no? well let's look it up hold on or I, am i thinking of uh you know what maybe i'm thinking of the something something jump for joy just got a clean bill of health from dr mccoy oh, that's, that's, it. That's, it. that's probably what i'm thinking of <laughs> hold on i gotta find that <laughs> i like that one a lot 
Okay. I have to do this all different because the music thing's weird now, so I have to find stuff in a different way. Oh, here it is. Is this it? Human flesh. No, 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 no. You have made me feel... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, are you using Farago, by the way? I found out it is pronounced Farago. It is Farago. Uh, It is Farago. Yes, I am using it, but here's the problem. I have 9,000 plus stupid little bumpers I've made. (laughs) And I, right, and so multiple I'd, pages and yeah, yeah, it's a nightmare. So I got to figure out a better method. The, the reason I even used iTunes before was just because it, it was at least all in one place and I could do like a quick search. It's not, sure. it doesn't work as well that way now with the new music app. So I've got to figure out something, but um, I can't find the Dr. McCoy. Part of the oh, problem bummer. is. So when you do a search, it doesn't search across all pages, just search on the, searches on the page you're on? Um, I mean, no. In this case, in this case, I just have it in file, so it will find anything with the right keyword. The problem is I don't know what keyword I used. So I probably used... Oh, it's got to be under McCoy, right? Well, we're going to find out. So here's the only one with McCoy in it. Pointed-eared hobgoblin! So that's not it. Okay. All uh, right. Huh. Uh, Joy? Joy, maybe. Let's see. Whoso binds to himself a joy, doth its winged life destroy. Okay, that isn't it. <laughs> so I found Joy. Um. Here's penis. Jimmy Zegon actually penis. just found the. What? Oh, <laughs> you find the scene. Just found the clip. Yeah, if you want <laughs> The fast way turns out to be to have yes, TV yes. Zegon look for it on YouTube and then put the link in the chat. That's right. Exactly. Yes. All right. Here now we have to play because we've taken so much time to do it. Gonna crack my knuckles and jump for joy. I got a clean bill of health from Doctor McCoy. <laughs> look at that hippie guy. Oh, I'm just looking at the photo, the the YouTube uh, clip art. It's pretty good. All right. Awesome. Moving on. Yes. Oh, I love this story. A preacher uh, stopped to check his phone while speaking in tongues. This is great. <laughs> now, my only problem oh. with this story is it's written from the point of view of some really angry atheist guy. Which I wish it isn't. Oh, sure. It's fine, but it's not really my take. My take is okay. Let's first of all, objective. Yeah, right? let me lay this out real quick and say, sure. Anyone who claims they speak in tongues, this is going to offend somebody, uh-huh. are lying to you. Because <laughs> when they get up and do it, they're just going blee blah blue blah blee, and it's garbage. And I'm telling you right now, if you buy into anybody who's yapping the tongues at you, uh-huh. I got bad news for you. You're being fooled. It's a trick. It's not happening. It's not <laughs> happening. It doesn't actually freaking happen. Now you can say no, to me, some... you can say to me, prove it. You can't. I know, but you know, I know. Wink, wink. We all know. Yes. I'm like that black guy in the gift going like exactly. this. Exactly. We all know. Anyway, we've got that clip of uh, what's his face, uh, Robertson. Uh, is it Robertson? <laughs> oh no, it was the farting preacher guy that was like do da dee da do da dee. You could do, yeah, exactly. Oh, that's right. It was like baby talk speaking and speaking in baby tongue talk or something like that. <laughs> that's the guy, but I don't have his. <laughs> that's him, but I don't have his his uh, his uh, tongues. Let me see tongues. No, I don't have. Oh wait, maybe this. That's is all right. That's my word. <laughs> this might be it. Might We've be already it. made you delve once into your soundboard. I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> no, that's not it. Hold on. Tongue. What? Oh, that's you saying tongue. Nope. Yeah. Here. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we use that one more often? I don't know. Tilton? That was who it was, Robert Tilton? Yeah, I don't have him on here. Anyway, he mm. he was the farting preacher guy, and he's the one that just would be in the middle of a show going, 
Oh Lord, yes Lord, I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> anyway, yes. it's all garbage. It's a freaking trick, <laughs> and it's a bad trick. And if you fall for it, you're an idiot. All right, there. I've said it. I've had my say. Now we'll tell the story. Great. Okay, sounds good. Uh, we have video actually. Of this. this is great. Oh, so, awesome. at least I think it's video. Is it? <laughs> It better not just be a screen. Oh yeah, there's no, there's video. Okay, there is video. The page, yes. So, <laughs> so this dude is doing like tongues. His name is Perry Stone, and uh, he's in the middle of uh, the, the to you know that's you're supposed to be overtaken by the Holy Spirit, and you're speaking in an ancient, forgotten tongue that no one can understand. But you know, whole gift of tongues thing. And uh, I'll play a bit of this. By the blood of the Lamb, by the blood of the Lamb, God. I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray. Healing, healing, healing. I pray, I pray, I pray. Deliverance, 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 deliverance. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Well, he's not doing tongues. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Here he goes. Here he goes. Now he's doing it. Hold on. Lord. Yes, Lord, have your way, have your way, have your way, have your way. Okay. Yeah. If you get to 30, like about 30 seconds, he does it again, starts checking it about 27 seconds. Mm -hmm. And then it's just like, he just sits there and goes, uh, <laughs> while he's looking at his phone. Like, jump ahead to it. Like 20, 25, 26 seconds. All right, here we go. Okay, it picks up second yes, time. Yes, Lord, have your way, have your way, have your way, have your way. I think I think we need some audio cap. I think that's something we need to play like uh <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's funny. Yeah. When we get somebody out, you know, when we've got a guest on the show and we just want to make a noise over him. Oh, uh, that is so freaking funny. Oh my gosh. Here, chats for the so you get the visual. He's checking his phone and you can tell he's reading like a long text and he's running right. out of Gusha Busha to say. So he just starts going. Uh, he's checking the he's checking the Jacksonville score. Oh, how are they doing? Oh, yeah. and there are people in the audience going ah, like, "Go home, yeah. eat a eat a burrito, relax." What a bunch of shit! <laughs> oh, I hate people who are just freaking up there yeah. fooling you like that. I hate that. Oh. All right. Well, enough about the. I'll take I'll take all your angry evangelical uh, emails. Go for it. Please, yes, bring it on. And you know, and and you notice how Scout will reply. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, if the spirit's with me, I have to reply in this voice. Uh, you know how you know if somebody's a, a, a truly religious, uh, uh, devoted uh, Christian or yeah. otherwise this is how you know is if they're out like actually building houses for poor people like uh, freaking Jimmy Carter. Now, I'm not a giant right. fan of Jimmy right. Carter's uh, administration. I think there were some problems there. But that dude is legit. He is like the most true-ass uh -huh. Christian I've ever seen in my life. He's 95 uh -huh. years old, and he's pounding nails into a thing while he has a black eye. That guy's cool. Absolutely. Yes. That's, That's how rough. I know. That's when I go, oh, who around me of the freak-out religious type is actually uh, deserves some respect? 
It's the ones out doing the stuff, like walking the walk, mm-hmm. and it's not sitting in a chair looking at his phone going, <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Yes. All right. Moving on. Didn't mean to get so worked up, but I did. That's all right. Whew. Did you know that when Disney, that is to say Walt Disney, not the behemoth mm-hmm. company that he not, founded. Not Frank Disney. Or not Frank. Was there a Frank? Larry Disney. There was a. No, there was Disney. another Disney. I mean, I'm though. sure he had brothers and obviously he had parents, so he, there were other Disneys, but. Who was the other Disney that took over from Walt and then eventually Roy, that's who it was. Oh, yeah. Roy Disney, sure, yeah, yeah, right. Roy Disney. Anyway, when he won for Snow White and the Seven Dwarves in 1938 for, uh, or 39, whatever it was, for Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, uh, won Best Picture that year. They uh, gave him not one. Normally, you just get like a statue, right? You get the Oscar yeah, statue. Right. You get the Oscar sca- the statue. Yeah. They gave him the Oscar statue plus uh, seven tiny statues for each of the dwarves. <laughs> each of the dwarves. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, that's really, really uh, clever. It is pretty clever. Although I don't really do that anymore for people. But uh, I'm gonna bring this up, chat, so you can see it. Um, there he is hanging with. Uh, he said, I'd like a Shirley Temple, please. And they gave her the actual Shirley Temple in this photo. So that's her. Huh. Um, well, according to this, each year an Oscar winner is allowed to request a special one-inch miniature 18-karat gold charm Oscar for each award that is won. So oh. I guess it's just your little, like your keychain that you can, you're walking around Oscar, basically. Well, yeah, you're you're taking on the road Oscar. But in this case, these are all like mounted on like, uh, they, they're all like miniature and, versions. Yeah. And they're about four, three or four inches tall on those. Yeah. yeah. They're not the one inch yeah, old Oscar. Uh, let's see. Then there's also, I guess he did, then he shows the chain version too. It's like a necklace or something. I don't know what that is. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at that. That, you're right about that. Well, this yeah, is on D20. This is D23. This is actually Disney talking about it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, that's interesting. Did they do the. So 38 or 39 Oscars are on the radio, not TV. Or I guess there was no TV. <laughs> right. Uh, wasn't he a wasn't he a leopard? Boy, try staying awake for uh, just a radio Oscar tele- or a, a broadcast. Can right? you imagine? Oh my gosh, this thing must have been so stiff. Uh, that's, that's cute. Look at her there going. Here's your here's your Oscar, Mr. Disney. Yeah. Oh, Hollywood. A more innocent time. It really was exactly. I guess it was. Except I mean, for that except for that uh, fatty Arbuckle dude. <laughs> oh yeah, he was trouble, right? Didn't he have some girl killed trouble. or something? Or I don't know what his deal was. Something like that. Yeah, yeah he was bad. Uh, yep. Who else was bad? There was uh, somebody else was bad then. Who was it? Who am I thinking of? Somebody like oh, I don't remember. It was it was something like that though. Some big controversial dude killed a load of people or something. Um, I don't know. Jeannie, Jeannie definitely would be able to. Uh, she knows Hollywood. Yeah, she knows Hollywood. She, does, she knows uh, old stuff. Hollywood stuff really well. Yeah, which is super cool. Uh, it was Walt Disney who killed a bunch of people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, we didn't have we didn't have quite quite the stuff. I guess you know everybody was racist back then, but we didn't have racism, so mm-hmm. you know it was okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's Ernie funny. Kovacs choked a hooker? Really? No. Come on. That's not true, is it? Is that true? Wow. I love Ernie Kovacs. Oh, I don't want to know that. Let me look that up. I know. I'm looking it up, too. American actor. Let's Wikipedia. See. Okay, here we go. 
Okay, good. No, he he didn't. He didn't. He made they made no. that up. They're joking. They were joking. Oh, Thank goodness. Uh, first marriage, second marriage. Uh, to see death. Mm-hmm. Uh, died because a hooker yeah. choked him. It says here. No, I'm just kidding. It doesn't <laughs> oh, that's too bad. Oh, he, he was in yeah. trouble. A huge trouble for tax evasion, though. Well, that's the thing. Oh, there you go. Uh, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> ooh, screwing the government. Ooh. <laughs> Why do I not know who this is? I've never heard of Ernie Kovacs. Ernie Kovacs? Yeah. Oh, let me give you. Uh, so there is a, a very famous Ernie Kovacs. Uh, sketch with uh, three monkeys or is it two monkeys let's see if i can find it um oh it was a great movie they used to they used to rerun these things i mean these are so old they used to rerun these things on uh there it is the nairobi trio here you go i'm giving you a treat now scott really i hope so i hope you enjoy look this look at your appreciation of older things this i love is, this is great it, we we watched a lot of them in uh, my house because he was Hungarian, and so my uh, oh. grandparents really dug, really dug uh, Ernie Kovacs's humor. It was bizarre. You know what you but... sent me? I'm gonna play this again. <laughs> you sent me that again. The World of Warcraft one's the same link. Oh, did I really? Yeah. Oh, oops. <laughs> I thought I copied and pasted. I might have clicked and not copied. How about that? Is that it? Uh, no, is that, that one the same is thing? the same thing. The scroll down, Scott. Same. Nope, this is it. This is it. They're monkeys. Yeah. So, all right, I'm watching. He's going to bonk this one on the head, it looks like. weird it is really weird but it's i mean this was this was uh what was funny in 1953 or when was this uh this music okay which one is he is he the banana one you know i think he's i think he's the one with the cigar in his mouth oh okay he's about to eat a banana all right, that's the weirdest oh, yeah. thing I've ever seen. <laughs> anyway, Ernie Kovacs. All right, Jeannie says, his importance is in coming up with the idea of using TV cameras for blackout comedy. What is blackout comedy? I don't know. I don't know what blackout comedy is. Jeannie, that's cool that you know this stuff. Yeah. I admire people who know things. <laughs> Sounds dumb to say. <laughs> oh, short clips? Oh, really? Like, uh, so like, uh, uh, sketch comedy kind of stuff like oh interesting okay all right cool so so i'm trying to think, think what i would compare that to like i mean even something like the Saturday simpsons live at youtube you know I mean. or yeah yeah there's a yeah that's a perfect example but like like simpsons shorts or uh back when they were on tracy ullman or is it that kind of thing like interstitials oh yeah short skit skits between acts says lon so that there sounds right laughing okay yeah 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 that makes sense so just like The Simpsons on Tracy Ullman, same exact. It's exactly yeah, that. Right, interstitials. Yeah. So they owe that to Ernie Kovacs and his monkey suit, <laughs> and his uh, drum playing, banana eating, cigar smoking monkeys. That's cool. All right, nice and new fact. Trio. I feel like we learned a little something today. Thank you for that. A little something. Yeah. 
Yeah. Jeannie, how did you learn that? Or did you go to some kind of uh, film school she thing? Studies, she studies like old Hollywood, and she, she, she'd be a great addition to a TV or a trivia team. Yeah, she would. She'd be a, mm-hmm. she'd be a what do you call it? A, ring, a ringer? A ringer. Yeah. She'd be a ringer. Yeah. Lifelong film buff, she says. It's pretty cool. Awesome. All right. Uh, very good. Let's move on. Boy, think about I'm starting to think of everything like Monty Python. Is that is that is mm-hmm. that entire thing is Monty Python. That's all they do. Mm-hmm. Or that's all yeah. Flying Circus was. It was just one after the other and then interstitial short ones and then longer skits and then another short one and then all this like, you know, non uh, what's the word <laughs> where you where that doesn't make any sense why you're now here. What's that called? It's non sequiturs. Uh, oh, non sequitur. Sure. Yep. That kind of yeah. Stuff. I mean, there's and there's a lot of comedians who uh, who thank um, Ernie Kovacs for inspiration, or at least a lot of older comics who thank him for inspiration. Chevy Chase did. Mm-hmm. We don't really care much for Chevy Chase. <laughs> Chevy Chase these days. Yeah, but he never. I was going to say he never thanks anyone for anything. So that's a start. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's better than nothing. Final story here before we uh, go to our break. Uh, we got some news about the the Cowboy Bebop series coming to Netflix. Uh, it's called okay. Jazz Band. Uh, jazz Band. So we've had Jazz Hands, Jazz Apples, and yep. Jazz Band. Yep. Uh, it's being worked on in Auckland, New Zealand. The series is described as a jazz-inspired genre-bending story of Spike Spiegel, Jet Black, Faye Valentine, and Radical Ed, a ragtag crew of bounty hunters on the run from their past as they hunt down the solar system's most dangerous criminals. They'll even save the world for the right price. Netflix has announced that production has begun on the series with this cute behind-the-scenes trailer. There's a little behind-the-scenes thing that they did. I don't know if it's, if it's that cute, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> there have been some previous information putting the show, also filming scenes in South Africa as well as possibly Cape Town. If I haven't said it already, this is a live-action uh, telling oh, of Cowboy okay. Bebop. I thought it was an anime. Okay, well, that that uh, already is uh, very interesting. Yeah, I love Cowboy Bebop, easily my favorite anime. Hundred percent, my favorite. Okay, it's it's just great. The one because everyone says, "Oh no, what you need to do is check out My Hero Academia, or you need to check out this, or check out that." Is is uh, Cowboy Bebop a good a good starter? Oh, I would say so. Anime like good, easy, easy to get into. Yeah, and I would also compare it to like, I mean, you like Firefly, right? That's the thing you like. Oh, of course, I love Firefly. There's something about it that's sort of. Well, I won't say it's a westernized story attempt or anything, but they definitely pull a lot from, from um, you know, those some of those tropes. So it, feel, it feels like kind of a form of Firefly in a weird way. It's hard to explain, but I love. I really love it. Cowboy Bebop is the bomb. <laughs> TVZ Gun says you should cool. start with some animation or maybe a cartoon. <laughs> Thank you, TVZ Gun. Nice job. Cool. All right. I'll yeah. check it. You know what? I'll check out an episode. You if should. I don't dig it. I'll. I'll bail out I'll bail bail i'll bet you like it uh john cho is playing spike spiegel you know john cho he's your uh he's your uh, yeah. uh he's your kuma or a uh, herald he's yes your herald, herald. Right? yep yeah uh daniela panetta as faye valentine mustafa shakar as jet black and alex hassel there's never too much of him as uh <laughs> you do it as vicious and then elena satine as julia I don't know most of these people, but I do know John Cho. No, I, I recognize John Cho's name, and that's about where, where it ended for me. It says the series will likely drop between 2020 and 2021, depending on whether, <clears throat> sorry, when they complete the post-production effects of the Planet Jumping Science Fiction show. I have very high, excited hopes for this. I'm very stoked about it. Cool. So let's see what happens. 
Very oh yeah, cool. Dice Tomato. Dice Tomato. Dice Tomato. Dice Tomato. <laughs> tomato. They haven't casted Ed yet. Yeah, I didn't see anything for Ed. Oh, makes me want to go watch the cartoon again. Sorry, the oh. anime. Not the cartoon. <laughs> Gotta keep it right. The funny pictures. Makes me want to go watch the funny pictures <laughs> the again. Funny papers. All right, Brian, we should probably take a break. Wendy's going to be here in a minute uh, talking about an uh, interesting topic, one that I can kind of relate to. Uh, so that's coming up. And before we get there, though, we need to play music. So do you have something? Sure. Well, still snowing here in uh, Denver, but I hear it's frosty up in Seattle, Washington, where our band for Indie in the Middle is from. Subways on the Sun is the name of the band. They're an indie rock band. Uh, they just released a new acoustic version of Capsize, which is the title track off of their LP, which actually came out a year ago, but they're re-releasing the title track as uh, an acoustic version. Nice. Uh, this is so cool. These guys are touring... Uh, well, they're going to be performing at the Lo-Fi in Seattle on October 18th and at the Spanish Ballroom in Tacoma on October 20th. Go check them out if you like this. I like it, but it's too far. Subway's on the sun. Here is the song Capsize. Over the shoulder, you're coming up looking in for Addressing the signal, intent on presenting good form. What are you?
Greetings, fair listeners. It's me, Scott Johnson, to take a moment to talk to you about the days when you were always ready to go. Yeah, that's right. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. That's like the color blue, blue, B-L-U-E, you know, blue, and then chew.com. Brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. I'm saying those both wrong, right? Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And because they're chewable, they'll work up to twice as fast as some sort of pill. So you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Blue Chew is a prescribed online product and ships straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor visits, no waiting at the pharmacy, and best of all, no awkwardness. They are uh, made right here in the USA. And since Blue Chew appears, or excuse me, prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code TMS. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's blue like the color blue. BlueChew.com and the promo code TMS. Try it for free. They're better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them. mission accomplished, Snorkel Sub continues underwater as if in search of other enemies. I can clean my room if I try. Sweep, sweep, brush, sweep, sweep, brush. I don't think so. <laughs> oh, Internet, is there nothing you can't do? This is The Morning Stream. Stay, uh... I ever tell you about the time that I went to Dragon Con for Jury, Jury and Ashley's uh, non-wedding, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, at the end of the wedding, I was uh, helping out distribute cupcakes. But prior to that, I was hanging out with Tay Allen, who you hear there, and also the the song uh, "Mass Text." Yep. Little Tay Allen. Yep, she was for a while there. She was coming on their uh, night attack a lot, I'll doing pretty singing. regularly. Yeah, exactly. Let's see what yes. she's been up to. She's got this. Uh, she's. Uh, she doing all right, or what's her deal? She is a hoot, man. She's uh, she's a little nutty, that mm. Tay Allen. Let's see. I see her. her well, she's okay. She still has her mass text. Is still her video that's up on the front. Still number one. Yeah. yeah. She has that as her welcome video. Uh, but recently, let's see. I'm trying to find just a recent thing. Let's see what she's up to. Because for she was for a hot minute, she was the new Rebecca Black. Um, <laughs> she was the new Tay Zonday. Yeah. Our other our other Tay. Yep, you're right. Oh, here it is. Uh Ribbons Down My Back from Hello Dolly. This is actually on stage. Hello. Oh. Wow. Yeah, she's on stage. Okay. okay. Well good luck to her. Yeah. That I don't to- see anything on her YouTube page from uh didn't go great from less than four years ago i think is the most recent thing unless she's got a new maybe she's got a new thing going yeah a new, uh, how about clean my clean my room is well, that the that sweet, song sweet you brush just brush? that clip you just played was from okay how about sweep sweep brush sweep sweep brush oh it makes me want to kill somebody i can't stand it okay how about this one <laughs> frozen first time in forever she did a cover let's hear a taste all right Oh my gosh, dude. She seems like she'd be fun to hang around, but she's uh the window is open, she's so is that nuts. door. I didn't know they did that anymore. 
Uh, good luck to her. Yeah, exactly. All right. Good for her. Yeah. Good for her. Put yourself out there. It's fine. Exactly. I'm, I respect it. Not that anyone cares what I think. All right, here we go. We're going to add Wendy to this call. We're going to get her in here and talk about a subject that I'm sure some people can relate to. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. That's coming up right after she picks up her phone, which is currently showing offline, which is always a nice feeling. <laughs> Knowing that, I think I'm going to save. I'm here, good. Yeah? How are you guys? Okay, we're, we're very good. good. We're very good. Uh, yeah. I was thinking about playing you. Uh, we should do a little intro for Wendy. Hold on. Let's find a good one. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. It was her first thought. All right. How about... Uh, let's do an old one. Here we go. No, that's a Wendy's commercial. Hold on. How about this one? And honestly, I I would just love <laughs> to see a little alternate reality. <laughs> <laughs> That's Wendy at uh, TMS Vegas, everybody. That's right. <laughs> Drunk out of her mind. No, that stoner, that stoner thing works well for us for some reason because I think the Johnsons just have a very, I don't know. When you we slow, talk fast, so yeah. we need to be slowed down. So when we yeah. slow us down, we sound like we have, we have got the weed. Uh, I'm having a good time. Anyway, it's good to have you here, and uh, we're going to do a little uh, thing here. So for those of you who don't know, Wendy's my sister, but she's also an actual therapist, a practicing one, one who spends times with real people all the time, helping them with their real problems. She slums it here on Thursdays and helps us with some of ours. Usually it's an email, sometimes just a topic or thought. This week's one of those. And uh, I actually suggested it yesterday, and the thinking is, uh, so I've already, I already kind of made it clear that my borderline... Uh, I'm going to the doctor today to get more info, but my sort of borderline diabetes scare thing uh, really kicked me into gear. So this is like day two of like major treadmill time and eating nothing but healthy food and just like I'm going hardcore onto this thing. And uh, part of when I found out about the actual diagnosis, part of that day was me being, gosh dang it, why kind of asking why me? And I can't imagine that that's any less it has to be way more of that feeling for someone who gets like a cancer diagnosis or some other horrendous thing. You've got eight days to live or you, you know, you're, you've got the pancreatic cancer and it's stage four. Like those people must really have the question. Why me? Um, especially those who otherwise live healthy, you know, active lives and are sort of doing all they're supposed to do. And like all my stereotypes of what it means to be a diabetic are completely shattered. I thought it was all 600,000 pound men or mm-hmm. uh, uh, freaking Wilford Brimley. You know, I figured he was the, the stereotype, guy. Stereotype, yeah. Right. right. And so it didn't make sense to me because generally I'm, you know, okay healthy. Uh, you know, none of, no, none of the weird heart stuff that's in my dad's side of the family, none of those, those other things. So this thing just kind of came out of nowhere. I've always had a good metabolism. I was always a skinny kid, skinny, semi-skinny adult. Put on a little weight lately, but, you know, just not that big a deal, I thought. Nope, turns out none of that matters. Some of this stuff can come out of nowhere. Sometimes your pancreas just says, you know what? I don't want to make insulin as much anymore. F you. Like, that's kind of the answer your organ gives you sometimes. And so, I guess I wanted to, I wanted the, I wanted to address this idea. I don't want to make this about me because, I, again, I think mine is a mild thing. It's also something I can deal with. But for people who get hit with, like, really bad medical diagnoses or news or whatever and that feeling of why me... Uh, and how to deal with that or how to overcome that or best, um, you know, grapple with your new reality. And it seems like a topic that I think I would, I would think a bunch of people would, 
have some relation to, even if it's down to things like why did I, why was I the one that was laid off from this company where I spent 20 extra years here and everyone else who stayed didn't. And you know, why me, why me, why me is, is a thing. Like you can't help but turn inward and go, why is this happening to me? So, so Wendy, how do you want to, how do you want to, I've given the syllabus here. Now, how do we, what do we do? (laughs) Solve it. I'll solve it. This is so easy. This is like not even a hard one. Uh, Just kidding. It's very hard. Um, I think the most important keyword uh, in the why me, why me syndrome is what we call it. I don't think it's actually a syndrome, but mm. you know how we say that. Uh, the why me syndrome is the question why. Mm. So, you know, think about for a second. I don't know if you thought this when you were getting your blood test back and the doctors were talking to you. Did you actually think in your head, why me? Uh, kind of. I remember thinking. Okay. Um. That's weird. I remember thinking that it was so lame because I was so sure they had screwed up these results because there was all this back and forth between doctors and stuff. And I talked about it on the show, but it was like they were they were it was like watching a bunch of clowns try to get their crap together during a rodeo. And they just were screwing up left and right. And so I thought, well, this is just one more of those screw ups. They've they've mixed me with somebody else. And I don't have these kinds of symptoms. I don't feel any different than I used to, blah, blah, blah. Like I just didn't feel like they had it right. And then when I saw it and realized they absolutely did have it right and that it was confirmed, then I had this feeling of like, really? Now? Like, you can do this to me now? Like, it was more of why now and not so much why me, mm-hmm. if I'm if I'm honest. Why, what, what, uh, what specifically about now was... I don't know. Was it? It's a really good question. I, I don't know why. There was this feeling of like, now we're going to do, like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, mm. like somehow if this would have happened in my teens, it'd be better. You know what I mean? Or, or somehow if this happened well, when I was 30, it would be better. Maybe it would, but maybe it wouldn't. Mm. So I don't know why my brain went there. So it was less about why me huh. and like why now. And, that, and, and I don't know where that came from. I don't have a good answer for that. It's just a thing I felt. So anyway, huh. does that answer your question? Okay. Well, and, and yeah, and what I am sort of getting to is that the why uh, question. Some, some folks don't, they're saying, why me? They don't actually want an answer for the why question, yeah. mm-hmm. but the, the, because you know, maybe, well, you've gained this much weight in this short period of time and you're, li- and you're like, yeah, no, I don't actually want to hear that. <laughs> yes, right. Um, yeah. So you don't want to hear the answer directly to why me, but why the question, why begs the actual thing you want, which is a story to make sense of something. So as humans, we're very, 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 drawn to storytelling, hearing stories, and and ultimately that's how we make sense of the world, right? We mm-hmm. have to have a story to understand what we're reading in the news, or we have to have a story, um, a bigger picture to sort of keep us going and doing our homework when we don't, when we hate a class, like it has to be the bigger picture. So we have this very highly attuned brain to explain this to me in some kind of story form. Mm-hmm. So diabetes is a great example of folks already have a story about what diabetes is, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Scott, you haven't taken care of yourself. Well, obviously diabetes type one is a totally different story. Um, and type two is, is more complicated. But if you've never experienced it before, you've got a story already. So when you hit this moment where they say to you, hey, this looks like diabetes, you're like, okay, wait, what? that's not me. That story is for someone else. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Right. Yeah. No, I think that's that's exactly the feeling is like, wait, what am I doing here? This isn't for me. I always I always had this Mm -hmm. idea that, oh, no, I'm, you know, no matter what I do, uh, I'm pretty bulletproof on this on this stuff. So what's this about? (laughs) You know, yeah. like Like looking behind you, like, who are you talking to? This isn't my story you're referencing. Yeah. Um, And I think everyone has this experience to some extent based on how they've identified themselves or how they sort of see the story so far in their life. Like, oh, I'm lucky. You know, we have a Morgan's uh, husband. He wins radio contests all the time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm. You're like, what is this related to? The guy just, the story is I win. And whether like statistically that's true, he's won at least enough that he believes this about himself. He thinks he's lucky, right? Mm -hmm. So he wins. I have the exact opposite story. I would never win one of those to save my life. And in fact, if my name gets drawn at something or, you know, whatever, I'm just sure it's a crock and they're actually going to mess with you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause my story does not match that type of reality. And I think that's, that's a major component to this. Mm. And then here's the thing. Everyone has, uh, I mean, more serious diagnoses, um, or even just bad news or, you know, some kind of tragedy may occur to someone you love or know, this same thing applies. I go along my life. It's a particular story that I haven't really analyzed maybe too much or thought much about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then suddenly there is an absolute wrench thrown in it. And now I've got to grapple with, I don't get this. I don't, this doesn't make sense. Why would this happen to me? This happens to other people, not to me. That's their stories that can make sense for them. And so it's just really disconcerting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a couple things you do. So you guys guess. What, what, and Scott, you can even tell us what you did that has been helpful. And then we're going to just sort of figure out together what you do when your story suddenly is altered. Like a big old page is ripped out and now there's a whole other direction you have to go. You're now a cancer patient. You are now going to live with diabetes. You are now you know, your dog was run over by a car. You're now without this dog, like whatever those traumatic or sudden shifts in story. Mm -hmm. What do you, what did you do? Well, uh, so in my particular case with this particular thing, which again, I want to emphasize, I know of its relative position in, in the long list of things I don't wish on people. So I I don't want to make this into uh, poor Scott and his freaking, too many Oreos problem, you know, like, I don't want to, I don't want to do that, but, um, I still think it applies here. So the story changed and I went at first, I was a little bit shocked by it because I was just like, really? (laughs) Like, okay. Then I was mad at myself, uh, because I think I know what I, I I mean, if I'd have been, if I'd have been working out the way I did in 2015, consistently in 2019 i wouldn't be having this blood test that wouldn't have had they wouldn't have had these results i'm i'm convinced of that true or not yeah. that's what i'm convinced of so i'm mad at myself for letting it go and then the, the third thing pretty immediately was all right just like all this stuff you put your head down and you you drive into it hard and you do all you can to to fix it or make it the best it can be and so that's been it since like it's all about crack of dawn treadmill weights track my food all day only eat healthy food no junk food at all i mean it's only been two days but i'm already i can feel myself in that mode 
of that's it. This mm-hmm. is it. I'm done. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. You know, there's it's no. It's not like a, you know, I should work out. It's like, a, okay, now I have to work yeah, out. Yeah, now I you feel know, like I just feel br- driven. Resigned to it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel driven to do it in a way that isn't about, you know, forward momentum or doing the right thing. It feels like punishment that I have to serve. I have to do it and I'm going to do it and I deserve it. <laughs> and so. <laughs> Aww. So I, there is a sense of that. Like there is yeah. a feeling like mm-hmm. that going on in my head. So so that's what I did. And okay. I don't know if that's all I should do or should be doing, but you'll you'll probably tell me, I guess. Well, and, and you did you you had a a short cycle and not to say it's all done, um a short cycling of grief stages, right? Yeah. And and part of what a cycling through the grief stages, so those for you who are not familiar with them. Um, often, you know, we talk about grief, of course, related to death and loss, and, and but it, it happens in so many different ways. And the main way is actually related to the story situation. When the story suddenly changes, you have to grieve, um, s- sometimes grieve the news, grieve the, the shift, the grieve that, no, now this is your life. Um, you know, so there's always, grief is necessary a lot of, parts of our life. Okay. So the, the stages are denial. It's the first one. Like, Oh, I don't really have, you kind of had that. Oh no, this isn't me. You're talking about this is someone else. Um, anger, right. You had that, mm-hmm. um, bargaining. I don't know how much bargaining you've been doing, which is sort of the, um, you know, it's kind of maybe if we got a second opinion or maybe if Trump wasn't president or, you know, whatever things that, that could be a little bit of the excuse finding or hoping you can change something by, having other information or whatever depression or just sort of, you know, the, the real sad part and then acceptance. And so maybe you didn't need too much of the depression part, but the, uh, the anger sort of was helpful. And then this acceptance and you did, you took something from your life story and you integrated it into this new storyline, which is I'm going to do what I always do. I'm going to put my head down. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to make this happen. So you sort of, identified your some qualities you've always had and or or another storyline about yourself that feels right and true and has had good outcome and you've applied it now to this new story mm-hmm. so it was a pretty quick rush through this stuff um well, and- part, part of that because it felt like the rush was real like i had to like i, yeah. I even though you know i could probably this stuff takes forever, right? It's not like a thing that just suddenly spiked one day. If that's true, then you're in, you know, you're in an ER dealing with something yeah. else. But right. I could have just for a week laid around being depressed about it and, and made a plan. But this felt urgent. <laughs> and so yeah. I just was like, no time like the now. Let's go. We're done. We're not doing this. This is lame. Right. And I was, you know, pretty depressed. Well, that and first we're day, two but... days. We're two days out. Right. right? So maybe. um in a couple months in the dead of winter when you just want an Oreo, you're, this is going to get a little harder. Right. right. Um, and, a- and fluctuate. Absolutely. And that's something important to know about grief is right. that it isn't a linear stage. You're going all over the place up back and forth. Mm-hmm. And in the end, acceptance is really this idea that you've integrated this new storyline into your sense of identity in your life. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so if this was a permanent diagnosis, you're a diabetic for the rest of your life, you would do lots of different things in is in regards to grief. And if, at some point to get it yourself functional and healthy, you would accept it and work with it. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's ultimately what happens with any of this tough stuff is we eventually sort of integrate it now. 
a healthy version is to integrate the story into your life. I think there's unhealthy versions um, of folks who maybe decide, you know, they don't have cancer, they don't get the treatment and it takes their life as they're still in denial, you mm-hmm. know? So there's, there's versions of not moving through the grief that can have pretty bad outcomes. Um, how about, how about, you know, and, and it doesn't have to be the, this diagnosis in particular, and maybe Brian, you've got an example of just how to integrate the, the new story into your life of either a diagnosis. And obviously your wife had cancer and maybe you had a, so we, we have something to say about we it. Did have, yeah, I mean, we did have a change that had to take place with that, too. And it really was, you know, we did see the the uh, the, the steps, the denial, the anger, all that stuff. Um, we got to acceptance pretty dang quick, and it just became like, a, all right, this is the new, this is the new normal. We've just got to, you know, we've got to buckle down, take care of it. And, um, uh, and, and that's what we did. And Tina's had uh, several good positive uh, ultrasound sense. So, uh, everything appears to be going well, but it was, it was that thing where it's like, you know, you see all those, all those stages, uh, of grief, but really kind of in rapid fire succession. I mean, yeah. imagine, I think we had, I think we had, uh, uh, we, I think we skipped over pleading. I don't think we took care of that one, but the, uh, <laughs> right. well, let me, Wendy, let me ask you this question. Cause that brings, that made me think of something because, the two subjects in my, uh, that we're talking about here are Brian and I, and we are in our adulthood and well into it. You know, we may not be very mature sometimes, but you know, we're mature, mature <laughs> men. Um, right. One of the things I notice now when something bad happens to either someone I care about or us or me or whatever, is that I know about the system. I know that there's the process and I kind of wish I didn't know the process. Like if you're a, let's say you're a 10 year old kid and your grandfather dies you you don't know there's a process you just launch into it do you know what i mean yeah. like you just go with the process we have this weird bird's eye view and maybe me more in particular given that i you know talked to you my whole life and you've always sort of been in this field for our adult lives and i just sort of know a lot more maybe but I feel like I have this overview of like, well, yeah, we're, we're at the beginning here and it's hard and it's whatever, but I know the process. And so I know part of me is like, oh, I just want to be on the other side of this, even though I know you, you have to kind of go through it. Whereas a, a kid or, or somebody who's not thinking that way, they just have to deal with it. And I don't know which is harder. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I think I think you might be idealizing childhood a little bit, which Maybe. is that ignorance is is blissful when really would you rather be lost with a map or lost without a map (laughs) (laughs) you know and the idea and this is why when when children are grieving in particular there is um there's sort of extra care that has to be put into letting them know it's okay to feel whatever and that's true of adults of course Mm -hmm. that it's okay to grieve differently than someone else it's a great okay to spin around in all these different stages of grief and it's okay to get stuck a little bit. It's okay to ask for help. I mean, because it, but to have a little knowledge, like, Hey, it's normal to be furious that your grandpa died. Mm-hmm. And when, when maybe mom and dad are saying, Oh, don't you dare be furious. You are so lucky to have had him and da 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 da. So suddenly we've got some other shaming or weirdness placed onto grief that, so ignorance is definitely not helpful in, in that regard. You just know, 
it's hard because you've experienced it. And so it's like, do I have to go through all that part? Can I just skip? Because you know it ends. But when you're a kid, you don't know this ends. You mm -hmm. don't know this feeling subsides. You don't know that you'll ever stop crying when the leaves turn red because your grandpa died the day you saw a tree turn red. You know, I mean, like there's all the, and, and that's why when we talk about grief, this is young as a field. I mean, it wasn't, I think it was in the 60s that Kubler-Ross was doing this research. Mm -hmm. I mean, 70s, maybe the 60s. We did not have words for this stuff. We didn't have, like, this is what most people go through. Everyone just was alone mm -hmm. in their grief. Mm -hmm. um, and definitely people get stuck and it, there's complicated grief. There's all sorts of things you, you would not like if you did not process through this. So, is, that, is that why historically, or at least anciently, um and still even today, but grief is very ritualized, it seems like, especially in some yes. parts of the world where if you're not out draped over the coffin and wailing loudly, you're not grieving right. Like, right. it's interesting. Well, and and I, I think I've said before, just like I'm, I'm jealous of those cultures because I think it is a much more effective way to process mm. is to make some noise and to make a, a, a bit of a, a dramatic expression because it gets it out mm -hmm. and sort of, the more culturally it's to be quiet and to shove it in and you should be back at work next week kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, we just have a lot, a lot more drinking, <laughs> a lot more problems. Yeah. Um, so just, just a, a common thing I'm doing with clients on a frequent basis that maybe is helpful for anyone listening is, so we have rituals for death mm -hmm. and we have rituals for certain kinds of losses, but not all the millions of losses we have throughout our lives. Think of all the time your story gets shifted for you um, that you have to grieve that it isn't the thing. Like maybe infertility and you have to, to grieve that you would be a mother or a father um, and reimagine your life as a different thing. It could be, I mean, you name it. Divorce is an ex exact example of that, of the life you thought you were having and would have, you now have to grieve the image of what you thought it would be and find what it will be, right? Mm -hmm. So you take all of those different things and and in the end, what happens is um, we don't give people permission. We don't have rituals. I mean, they're starting a little bit with some divorce um, celebration kinds of things. <laughs> um, but for the most part, you, you are, a funeral is the only excuse anyone has been given. Mm -hmm. So this is true with animals. Your, your animal passes away that is, dearer to your heart than anyone, but there isn't a funeral of 50 people and they, that you get work off and, you know, like it's not acknowledged as grief. So what happens is we shove it down, we drink it away, we, we don't actually deal with it. So I am telling my clients constantly to throw funerals, to create um, some type of ritualistic ending moment to say goodbye to a breakup, mm -hmm. a moment to say goodbye to the job that was their first job, even though it's time to move on. And it can be simple. So Swedes love candles. So it was so easy in Sweden. I could just always be like, go light a candle. And I instantly knew what I meant. Like mm -hmm. light a candle, sit in the quiet and, you know, cry if you need to write in your journal, give this a funeral. Mm -hmm. um, I had one client who literally pushed a car off a cliff. Don't do that guys. It's illegal. Um, <laughs> as his funeral after sitting in it and crying and writing and it represents that needed to end and that car was <laughs> a joke and also needed to end so that was that um you know so maybe you need more drama for it to work for you maybe less but this is the burning of pictures this is bearing something this is 
my personal favorite, no one's ever done, but I've suggested it a million times. Go to like a secondhand store and buy a bunch of glassware and go find a dumpster and just bust it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they have those places now where you can pay to just bash stuff. Like they have computers and things like that. And you put on safety glasses and and go to town, uh, go to town with a sledgehammer. I but, love it. So All you got to do not... is think yeah. of it as a funeral. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so. right. So should Scott like do like get a little uh, a little disposable kind of boat, little cheap raft, put a. Uh, <laughs> Uh, a Freddy's uh, cheeseburger on there and then send mm-hmm. it out into the middle of the lake and kind of shoot mm-hmm. it with a flaming arrow. Yeah, done absolutely. Deal. Done deal. Absolutely. Okay. We have a lake and right have here. all your family dress in Vikings clothing. <laughs> okay. Can we put this on Twitch? I think it's, I think it's great. I think yeah. uh, it's a great idea. I, and, and really like everyone's going to be individual what they need to do because mm-hmm. here's what you're doing. You are taking hold of the story, mm-hmm. right? That's what grieving and ritualized grieving gives us. It gives us an end to a story. And there's that bittersweet stuff that can come in that moment of, you know, there, there's life after this. There's more to do. There's, you know, kind of like Scott, it, you had a mini version of just like, all right, pedal to the metal. Let's get this done. Right. Mm-hmm. Like there's a energy that comes from grief and it helps aid motivation. Mm. And so, you know, Often this can have, the example that keeps popping in my head is uh, is miscarriages or or sort of mm. early loss that people can discount because oh you're only eight weeks pregnant well it was just a you know a jelly bean or whatever mm-hmm. but it's it's an example of the loss of potential mm. because the story is kind of handed to you about the, a child the child mm. will be born and then they will have this whole life and they will get perfect grades and you will be all happy that's not real P.S. but also you have to let go of you have to grieve the loss of that ideal. Um, and and so I've had a lot of people where just a, a funeral for that, just privately, them their own selves. Obviously, people can do more public things, and, and that I know it can be helpful too. Um, but collective grieving is very powerful. But if there is a, a storyline that has been really jump tracks for you somehow, mm-hmm. and no one really knows, absolutely have a private funeral, mm-hmm. um, which may just be, quiet time thinking. It's just giving it attention is really what it is. And if you did this on a regular basis, it goes away. Um, not all grief just like magically disappears. Of course, it depends right. on the, the thing, but the current ac- acuteness of that pain dissipates with the more you, you sort of lean into the grief of it and you give it a set time. This doesn't have to take over your life, but if you do none of it, so you get a diagnosis of something you have a major storyline shift, a loss of any way, and you just keep working harder, mm-hmm. watching you your TV. It. Yeah, you mm-hmm. just hide it. You escape from it. That thing starts to leak out all over and makes a habit of a havoc of your life. Mm. And it may not be immediately, which is why people do it. They're not, they don't get punished right away, mm. <laughs> but eventually they do. And so you think of a lifetime of this, it really can have an impact. So what about like... Um... Just as a side question, if 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 you're not lo- so a lot, a lot of this is about loss, right? And the stories we tell ourselves yeah. about loss. In the in the case of um, uh, like when Taylor was a teenager, she had her seizures. That was a yeah. gained thing. That was a thing we added to our lives that also yeah. had tied to it all these feelings of grief and worry, and you know this isn't matching what we thought was supposed to happen. And and you mentioned earlier the idea of your your ideal grief or the the grief for the ideal that has gone away that was happening. Yeah. So is that any different 
I mean, having you can't really have a funeral for a thing where now you've got to, you know, somebody has a kid get hurt in a car or accident and then now wheelchair bound and you just have to take care of them for the rest of their lives. Like that's not a loss so much as it is. I mean, there is loss, but it's you've gained yeah. a whole. So new- the loss of the ideal, there's always the loss of the ideal. But then, you know, say say the death of someone, you you now have less to do. There's more emptiness because the person is gone, if that makes yeah. sense, versus yeah. The loss of the the healthy life of your child, who's now in the wheelchair from um, a disease or an accident, so you gotta you gotta grieve the loss of what you thought you were gonna have and mm-hmm. thought was going to happen, and then now you've got a lot more to do. So it's partly why people can delay grieving is mm-hmm. they get real busy real fast with all the new things happening. So so let's take cancer actually just for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some good information online if you get any diagnosis for anything specifically but cancer is kind of a big one because it is the boogeyman right it's so scary and it's unknown and you know and it's overwhelming and and maybe brian you could speak to this at all you know on behalf of your wife but the the diagnosis puts a person into shock so scott you Mm -hmm. had a little taste of the shock Mm -hmm. but actual shock where your brain can only do so much functioning and processing. Mm. So this is why you always need to have someone with you, right? Because right. they're going to be able to hear what you cannot hear. Um, mm. And so, you, you know, there, there's having support, reaching out to others, making sure you are not doing this alone can be crucial, crucial to to this working well. And, and to not try to do all the work and figure everything out right away, like give yourself a chance to integrate some of that information because shock is is literally the body preventing you from doing that sort of thing. Yeah, right. Tina's got a friend, uh, someone who's been kind of a best friend of Tina for uh, her whole life, whose sister, and she's out in Australia, and her sister just found out that she's got breast cancer. And so Tina's been saying, all right, well, here's you know, here's some stuff. Like right when they first found out, Tina's like, yeah. all right, here's, here's some stuff. Here's some uh, um, suggestions, things you'll want to get right away and maybe even get started on right away. And her friend's sister was like, nope, I'm, I'm totally doing this on my own. That's thank, tell Tina thanks, but I've got this. Mm-hmm. And uh, things have totally turned around. And she's like, okay, I really need some help and yeah. support from Tina. And yeah. so Tina's kind of moved into that role. Right. But, uh, but that's totally it. Like she, she didn't want to do the, the grieving about it. I think she just wanted to get right into the, nope, I've got this. I'm, I'm putting my nose to the grindstone and taking care of it from here. And yeah. Mm-hmm. And, well, uh, and, it, she... and it it tells you a lot about sort of what skill set or has worked, you know, what has worked for the person previously. Sure. So, in other situations. So, yeah. yeah. And like mm-hmm. nose to the grindstone, get it done. You know, mm-hmm. that if that has worked in all other settings for you, that's you're going to be your go to. Someone mm-hmm. else may just sort of sit and stare at a wall for a week. And that's kind of a tendency they have. And that's what they're going to do. But there's some general things I think that can be helpful, too, which is let let the shock pass do some integrating of that right um and and then learning as much as you can about what it is you're about to go through reaching out to someone who's been through it i mean obviously mm-hmm. that that's a huge one um expressing your feelings taking care of yourself and focusing on what you can control not what you can't control mm-hmm. and there is right. so much support and there are so many people who've been there before you. This The why me question is so hilarious in, in this. Why you? Why not you? Like everyone mm-hmm. who's been in it has is ultimately has to wrestle with that question. And often where they end up in is the why not me. 
like, Mm. I guess it's my turn. And that resolution or that acceptance can be incredibly powerful. So to, to not stop with the why me and keep it as a question, but to sort of maybe answer it because there's a story there. Mm -hmm. I mean, right now we can, I'm, I'm making this up for Tina, but Tina is one of the reasons Tina went through breast cancer is to help this lady in Australia. That is, yeah. that was potentially why, right? Potentially, sure. Yeah. Sure, or at right. least a piece of the why. And so to find meaning and to find value in, in the challenges we go through is incredibly helpful. Not easy to do and it can't be fake. That's the thing. You can't just make up something and hope you believe it. It's yeah. got to be really finding meaning. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's, it's tricky. It really is. But there's, there's, definitely resources available to people. Yeah. It's a weird, um, it's a weird thing that we do as humans. I guess it's all about self-preservation. So us asking the question of why me is just part of that, just an extension of that. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's annoying and I don't like it. (laughs) I I wish you were just like, ah, it's my turn. All right. Hey everybody, check it out. Like you you just can't, it's just not the kind of stuff you can get stoked about, you know, but you always hear like, you know, if, Tony Robbins, who apparently is kind of a D bag now that we're learning things about his <laughs> life. But you know, these guys get up their big shiny teeth going, Only you can do this. It's your mm. brain, it's your thing. And I'm I'm starting to think they're they all do full have of- big shiny teeth. Always like bright white uh yeah. Oh, they're what so about- they're yeah. so shiny, those teeth. Required. They, they can't be yeah. they can't People be. People will real. believe me if I have really shiny large there's, white teeth. There's no way they're his original teeth. There's just not there's no chance. Anyway, uh all right. Well, this is good stuff. I think, uh, I mean, I've gained a little something from it, given my dumb, stupid week. And um, perhaps we can apply it to uh, other things moving forward. Uh, one of these days, one of these Thursdays, we need to do, I, I don't know where to start with it, though. But we got to get, we got to do some outrage culture kind of talk. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, because, yeah. because. How we're all addicted to it. Yeah. And how it's, how mm-hmm. it just seems to just stack. And, and literally this week, it's stacking for me. Uh, for in my circles it's mm-hmm. just this china stuff as it, appa- blizzard. it happens to blizzard mm-hmm. as it as it uh, um, connects to the nba as it connects now to apple and the app they pulled like there's all this like sudden moment of china hey everybody a reminder china will shut you down if they don't like what you're doing and then watching american companies kowtow to that is really upsetting people um mm-hmm. but at the same time you have people going, oh, people are so mad at Blizzard, but no one's saying anything about this Apple thing. But the Apple people are like, everyone's talking about Apple. No one's talking about the NBA. Mm-hmm. Like everybody wants their outrage to be the top outrage. And then they're stacking outrage on top of that from other sources. And I just feel like now more than ever, that's maybe a topic we should probably just dig into and try oh. to do it in a way that is less outrageous. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, right. Well, and we'll, we'll get into, you know, what about is uh, the rage, right? Of, yeah, people love what, what aboutism for sure. And it is the most powerful form of deflection, and humans have always deflected. Mm-hmm. So you are deflecting from me taking accountability for the words I just said, the things I do, because somebody's worse. Yeah, and, and you're and you're creating equivalence where there isn't any, uh, or or even yeah. if there is some, it's it's a different kind of equivalence. Like you say, well, your trees hanging over my yard. I mean, if you take it back to like basic neighbor stuff. Your trees in my yard. Right. Yeah, well, your dog shits on my front yard all the time. Mm-hmm. As if that's exactly mm-hmm. the same and or part of the same argument or somehow justifies the tree. Like, that's where yeah, we're right. at. Right. And it's exactly. Yeah, no, that would be a great one. I have a, a good start to that, which is about what um, 
apes have done in the wild and what has, has been observed. Oh, those freaking apes. I know. I know. You took my banana. <laughs> what about the apes? You took my banana. <laughs> well, you ate all my termites. Rah! You like, smoked oh, that no. cigar while I was it's playing worse. on your head. Yeah. That's much worse. But anyway, yeah, no, that'd be fun. Let's do it. All right. Nice callback, Brian. Uh, excellent Thank work. You. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll do this next week, of course. Uh, Wendy, of course, over at Therapy Thursdays on oh, Twitter. Oh, you I have won't be here next week. Oh, we'll we have won't to do be the here. Week after, oh, thanks for giving us notice. Yeah, thanks yeah, a lot. Sorry, it's my kids' little fall break, and we got stuff. Oh, that sounds anyway. fun. No, Kim's been yeah. doing that all week with Carter. Uh, they've been t- going to like, here's a day in Park City. Here's a day at whatever. Here's a. D-. They've been doing that all the time. So just so you know, you don't it doesn't stop when they are in college and sort of have jobs. You still do they pay go. for it at that point? Oh sure, that's what I'm. Oh sure, she for. Carter's. She's great about that. She's like, I'm buying dinner. I'm buying lunch. I'm doing this. Mom paid for this. I'm doing this. Like she's really nice. Awesome. What is this? What is this thing you call break? What is that? <laughs> fall break. Fall break. Break. break? Fall break. Oh, I don't know. What do you not is. have one in Colorado? Do you have snow, by the way? Yeah, we do. I'm looking at uh, my outdoor camera. We've got about, uh, it's slowing down. It's still about two and a half, three inches on top of Tristan's oh, car. Oh, are you kidding me? Wow. Started, yeah. started uh, four and a half hours ago, by the way. Like wow. nothing coming down four and a half hours ago. Then yep. it just all came down. It's all, look, it's, uh, Wendy, it's uh, uh, coming to you. Apocalypse now. So get ready for I it. I know it is. North Dakota is supposed to get like four or something oh my gosh and then and they get the worst of it and then we're gonna get a little but nothing like those guys oh my lord that's fargo yeah. poor fargo yeah poor fargo except the tv show which is really good all right wendy <laughs> have a fantastic day and week and snow and we'll see you soon bye now bye. see you wendy all right very good that was good that was very helpful i think so too have a funeral for your uh for your uh fast food you know your your bag of uh Gummy bears. Oh, see, I hadn't thought about that. In my head, I'm thinking, oh, I'll have a funeral for the insulin I'm not producing enough of. But, ne- yeah, but you're right. No, I had to do it for the stuff I a don't funeral get. For, put a doggerito on a little paper boat <laughs> and then send it into the lake towards all the geese and set it on fire. I love it. Let's do it. But but don't do it if there are police around because I can't imagine that they consider that legal. No. Or, or that it would be fun to explain it. <laughs> yeah. Even when geese are involved, even though geese are known to be giant dicks. Uh, the police still don't yeah, care for exactly. you doing that sort of thing. Yeah. Right. By the way, God, Mendoza appears to be just gone. I think he might be dead or missing. That that, that goose. Sure. And right now, when goose geese are uh, at the highest point they've ever been with this untitled goose game, everybody's playing and memeing around. <laughs> goose are at their peak popularity right now. Yeah. And where's Mendoza? Mendoza would want to get, Maybe he's maybe he's in Hollywood. He maybe might be. Uh, he's starring in. Uh, <laughs> Goose the game, the movie. <laughs> he did the he did the mocap for Untitled Goose Game. <laughs> right, it wouldn't exactly. surprise me because he is that kind of a dick. <laughs> anyway, uh, there you he go, everybody. A bigger pond. Yeah. Yeah. I got a much bigger, much bigger group to manage yeah. here. Yeah. I don't know what voice that is, but I like it. You should keep doing it. <laughs> All right, uh, we have Coffee a mashup. Boss. We have a, a bo- Let's hear it. bonus mashup. We'll call it because that's what he called it. Uh, this was from Jamie. It's called "What She Said Part Two, and I cool. I don't remember part one, but sure, that's cool. I uh, believe him. I, sure. I, I also believe him. So here it is. Check it out. Enjoy. It gets hard right now. Uh, we should stick it in. Jeez. Was it semen? No, it wasn't <laughs> semen. Although I kind of like semen. Oh, yeah, there it is. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's the stuff. I thought everything was all wet down there. Stick it in, get it out. <laughs> get <your heart> out. 
<laughs> Stick it in. Get it out. And I got this little, you know, three-inch uh, <laughs> video playing in the corner of the screen. I needed to finish my sentences. Completely freeball it. That's probably not the right way to say that. <laughs> no, that's a whole different thing. This time, I've got even more airy space in my pants. All oozy, <laughs> drippy out the bottom. Put that right on my sack. It's a little hard on the current day bone a little bit. It wasn't the worst thing I've put in my body. Let's put it that way. It's much smaller. I mean, this is it right here. This It's like the size of a large Twinkie. Why are you all wet? These just seem to be becoming hard and fast. How many fingers should one get? Three fingers? How does that work? Three, two uh, fingers? Uh, what do you want? It's on how big your cup is. Yeah, or how big your fingers are, man. This ball feels heavier than my other ball. We're going to jam our square peg into that round hole. We figured out that the holes are really weird. The holes tend to change and evolve and throb around and not be the same hole it was the day before. Well, they look good and they smell good. Put it in your mouth. Let's see how it tastes. I'm going to pull a hard one out. <laughs> you want the long one or the short one? Oh, the long one, of course. All right, here you go. You'll live longer if you suck on these. Why is this harder than it should be? Like, I'm not anywhere near an inch most of the time. So, <laughs> oh, don't capture that out. That's a cheap one. That's a too easy one. That's too easy. Oh, that's all right. That's uh, You got to do it. Softball over the plate to freaking Jamie. Oh, my gosh, dude. That was, a, that was the most <laughs> innuendo-laden thing we've ever wow. played. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I've uh, <laughs> never seen a Twinkie that's any other size but Twinkie size, but apparently a large Twinkie mm. is. Can you? Uh, they don't have such a thing, do they? No, that? I don't think so. I think a Twinkie is a Twinkie. It's just small Twinkies. Because <laughs> maybe the, the normal is a normal. Don't but look, then... it's not good for the diabetes, Scott. Right. Oh, my gosh. What? Do not do an image search for small Twinkie. Don't do it. <laughs> that's not what I expected. Holy crap. Oh, see, I must have safe search on. Thank goodness. I just got a picture uh, of Egon holding one up. I have moderate on, and I still got stuff. Wow. Okay. Apparently a Twinkie. Um, this is some kind of like sub thing where the you have a man boy be your Twinkie. It's some sex oh, thing. Oh, okay. Sure. It's like a man a, boy. Yeah, like a young, like, uh, you know, like in the, the, the ancient Greeks would have like a boy. Who would be like your little stud boy? <laughs> yeah, you're, or, you're <laughs> or the Romans or whoever. Sure, sure. Holy mackerel, dude. That's the thing my dad would say when he was shocked. Uh, Hell's <laughs> uh, blanket there. I got mine out. Hell's blanket. Wow. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for the show. Thank you all for being here. We'll be back on Friday evening or afternoon tomorrow, 3.30. Now, here's mm -hmm. the thing. Yeah. going to do a little experiment tomorrow. I haven't even talked to you about it. Ooh, okay, um, all right. I'm going to try, because Dan's not here, so we don't have to call anybody. Somebody told me that the most recent updated version of Skype right around this Catalina update is a much improved Skype. So I'm going to mm. we're going to try it tomorrow okay. and see okay, if for that's... Okay, call now, basically? Well, for just for you and me to like... Oh, 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 so I'm going to be on Skype. You and so I will be on Skype tomorrow. Well. Yeah, so you should update. We're just okay. going to try it. And, and PM's a good place to be experimental. We'll see if it's mm -hmm. true. According to Patrick, it's so much better that he's now not using Discord again. So I'm gonna wow, I'm gonna try okay. it. Okay, we'll try it. Well, if Patrick says that it's good, then it must be really, 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 really good. Really good. Okay, I'm gonna Urban Dictionary this word one more time. Urban Dictionary. No, why would you do that? Small Twinkie? Yeah. No, no, no. Just Twinkie. Um, just Twinkie. Yeah. I'm gonna see what Urban Dictionary says because I want to confirm this. Oh, that's not. That's a racist one. All right. <laughs> <laughs> them white boys have a small twinkie <laughs> uh, 
Asian that acts more like a white person? That's not nice. No, that's not nice. Oh, this is... Okay. Oh, American gay term refers to a young, pretty gay boy. Okay, yeah, so like that's the opposite of a bear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's a Twinkie. Mm-hmm. But this also this thing also says it's an Asian who is yellow on the outside but white on the inside. That's terrible. Oh, that's not good. That's so not good. It's yeah. not nice at all. No. I'm going to send that to my Korean brother just for laughs. We'll see what he says. <laughs> anyway. I've heard of twinks in video games, like in World of Warcraft. Yeah, you get right. a twink is just somebody who, um, and that's and that's what a twinkie is in in gay terminology as well. Twinkie and twink are interchangeable, I believe. Are they? Mm-hmm. Never knew that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, learn something new every day. Let's move on. Uh, hey, uh, support this nonsense over at Patreon.com/slash/TMS, and for everything else, Frogpants.com/slash/TMS, and then again, be here tomorrow at three thirty Mountain Time to hang out with us once again for TMS PM. Okay? Now, Brian has a song. We're going to play it, and I'm ready. I do. Jeff, a.k.a. Keg Tapper, wrote and said, Hey, Brian, no special reason for this request other than I really like the song and the young fables are local. I am an acquaintance of Wes and Laurel and would like others to hear their music. Uh, okay, Jeff, no problem. Now's a good day to, to fit that one in, so we're going to do it. This is a cover of the Bill Withers song, Ain't No Sunshine. Uh, covered by the Young Fables. I didn't see where they were from. I think North Carolina. Mm. Um, I could totally be wrong on that. I might have been looking at something else that, that was about North Carolina. But the band is the Young Fables. The song is Ain't No Sunshine. Here it is. Is that the Ain't No Sunshine when she's Exactly gone? the one it is, yeah. Oh, I like that song. When I was a kid, I thought it was mm-hmm. kind of haunted. You know, I don't know why. Yeah, I, right. I have certain songs very... like that. That and The Doors. Everything The Doors did felt haunted to me. It's that it's that chord progression of that song. Like it's got a very do do do. Yeah, I really felt it. It was like a, I don't know as a kid that really got got me. So if I listen to like mm-hmm. Riders on the Storm, like it would just put me mm-hmm. in a place that's just still kind of hard to duplicate. Anyway, that's a dumb thing cool. to talk about. Let's play this song. We'll be Not back. We'll be back tomorrow for DMSPM. See you guys. Wait, I'm in the wrong place. See you guys then. It's not warm when he's away Ain't no sunshine when he's gone And he's always gone too long Anytime he goes away I wonder this time where he's gone sunshine when he's gone and this house just ain't no home anytime he goes away I know 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 I
Part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Bladder. <laughs>